Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I am here with an unbelievably high demand coach, and that is the one and only Mitch Russo. He co-founded Time Slips Core, which was the largest time tracking software company in the world. And in 1994, Time Slips Core sold to Sage PLC for eight figures. And while at Sage, he went on to run Sage US as a chief operating officer, a division of 300 people with, get this, a market cap of $100 million. Super, super cool. Mitch joined Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins, I'm sure you've heard of them, and created Business Breakthroughs, which is a company that served thousands of businesses a year with coaching, consulting, and training services. And his coaching uh, software client, Folio, fills a void in the coaching software marketplace by helping coaches to make their clients more productive with goal tracking software and accountability. And I was telling Mitch uh, before we started here, he's just kind of done everything. So I'm not sure how we're going to get all this in 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but uh, I, there's so much here. Tune in. Anything else you're doing, just put it on hold because you are in for an unbelievable episode. Mitch, it's so nice to have you here. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'd love to just start off before we kind of get into uh, all of the work that you're doing right now with coaches and, and other clients. I'd love to hear just a little bit of this backstory, right? What were you doing before getting into coaching and how did that lead to where you are today? Sure. Well, Scott, first of all, thank you for inviting me to your show. It's an honor to be here with you. And uh, I'm pleased and uh, happy to share my experience with with anybody, uh, with everyone, I should say, on your show or your listeners. <clears throat> so my story really started um, uh, with having built a company, and that was really the roots of everything I've done. I, I was 28 years old. Um, I was afraid that the PC revolution was going to leave me behind. I saw this this nerdy guy, Bill Gates, uh, building uh, software for this homebrew computer. And I said, for heaven's sakes, I got to jump on this thing. I don't know how, but I want to be part of it. I loved computers. I was a nerd from the beginning, uh, continue to be in many ways. And so I uh, I just one day I, I had a struggle with a problem. Uh, and the problem was, how do I deduct this $5,000 PC from my taxes? So I called my accountant and he said, well... According to the IRS, you got to keep contemporaneous records of its use in order to deduct it. And I said, oh, that's no problem, I guess. I'll just get a piece of software that does that for me. Well, there was no software that did that. And so I sat down with my next door neighbor, who, by the way, had created five uh, commercially available products on the Apple II. 
And I said, well, wh what do you think about this? What do you, you know, maybe this is, uh, I got to find a way to do this. And I didn't, I just didn't tell him at all what I wanted or what to do. Uh, I just showed him, I just thought about and and discussed with him what my problem was. And then uh, six weeks later, he calls me up and says, come on over, I want to show you something. And I walk across the street and uh, he had already built a mock-up of what we had discussed at breakfast that day. And I very casually said to him, so uh, want to start a company? We could probably sell a bunch of these. And he said, sure. And that's literally how Time Slips Corporation started. Wow. Now, this is my FedEx story. <clears throat> um, what happened was we built this product to keep track of contemporaneous records for usage and deducting your computer on your taxes. And we had spent six months uh, after work <clears throat> in the mornings, on weekends, building, documenting, testing, proving this thing to work. And um, uh, that Friday, we both agreed, you know what, let's quit our jobs. Let's do this. We're in. And we did. That Monday, I got a call from that same accountant. Who I then said to him, well, uh, uh, what's going on? What do you, what's up? He goes, oh, I, I got some bad news for you. I said, what is it? He goes, um, the IRS no longer needs contemporaneous record keeping. Uh, so sorry, I know you were working on some kind of a project. Uh, and I said, what? He said, yeah, the, they just agreed it's a business tool and you could deduct it now. You don't need a, a logging system to do it. So, of course, we were upset, angry. You know, we had literally burned the boats. Wow. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> but, but we both knew that we had something significant. We had a piece of technology that was unique, that was valuable, but we didn't know how to apply it. So we spent the rest of the day brainstorming. Well, well who else in the world would need a piece of technology like this? And how do we adopt it to use in other industries? And about... Five hours, six hours go by and we came up with the idea, well, why don't we create a time tracking and billing system for people who bill by the hour? And uh, ran it by a few folks that we knew and they thought it was a great idea. <clears throat> and so that's what we did. And that was the true beginning of Time Slips Corporation. Wow. So we went back to the drawing board. 90 days later, we actually had a MVP uh, and we released it to a few people who have been following our journey on CompuServe of all places back then. And that was the, that's how we started the, the company. And, and frankly, um, you know, we had no funding. We just, my partner and I, we just put $5,000 each in the bank. Uh, we did not need venture capital. We both had savings that we could rely on yeah. uh, while we attempted this experiment of starting a company. And uh, we just decided that we weren't going to stop. We could pivot along the way if we have to, but we weren't going to stop until we were successful. And that's, in a nutshell, that's basically what we did. Wow. So fast forward a little bit. I'd, I'd love to hear uh, about this transition where Sage comes into play uh, as a massive, massive player in the space. So tell me a little bit, uh, just tell us a little bit about how that uh, that sale went. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a couple of questions I'd love to fire your way after that. Sure. So what happened was uh, about seven years uh, into the journey, my partner came to me and said, um, what do you think this, how does this end, uh, by the way? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I mean, this has been great. Uh, I've had a lot of fun building this with you and we've certainly done quite well, but is there an end point to this? And I said, if you, you know, for me, I had never really considered it. I mean, I, I love doing this. I think we could scale this to the moon, 
But if you feel like there's an endpoint that you need, then you let me know and we'll work it out. So we called in some VCs and VCs made him a ridiculously low offer for his half of the company. And I refused to allow him to sell. I said, you know what? Um, I'm gonna, we're going to sell the whole company and you know, I'm, I'm going to cash out along with you. Um, and so we started looking for a buyer and uh, we had several come to the table. The one buyer that was the most interesting to us because it had the most synergy was Sage. But Sage really came to us with a very low ball offer. Um, and they said, well, you know, uh, we'll, we have other uh, companies we probably will acquire. So we'll check back with you in a year or two and see where you're at because I know you won't accept this offer. Well, in that year, I had built the TimeSlip Certified Consultant Program and had grew that to 350 TimeSlip Certified Consultants and had dropped a million in profits to the bottom line just with that program alone. And by the way, I documented that entire process um, in this book right here called Power Tribes, uh, which is all about how to build conscious groups and, and communities called certification. And so now they were... Uh, they, they were singing a different tune. Uh, the offer was much bigger, doubled the value of the company in 18 months. And now we had a second offer from another company at the same time. Mm. Uh, Sage's offer was um, more conditional on performance, which I liked. And we decided to accept that. Got it. Got it. And then you went on to work uh, with Sage for a little bit. So if you could, uh, if you could go back and do that over again, uh, is there anything that you would do differently about that that whole process? Which whole process? Selling the, the company. That's the yeah, selling the company. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it was a very interesting time in the world. Um, in many ways, the timing was perfect. Uh, we could have said, well, maybe we could have held it, made it bigger, and then sold it. But we had competition coming in from Intuit at that point. And um, Scott Cook, the founder of Intuit, and I were friends. And he gave me a little heads up and said, look, we're building time tracking and billing into the system, sort of because you made it so popular. So you know, there were things like that that were starting to show up. And at the same time, um, I had $6,000 left in my bank account. And that was all I had to my name except this very valuable company. So we we decided to sell it at the time that I thought was right. And I, in back looking back all these years, I, I think the timing was perfect. Fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations. So uh, let's fast forward and uh, let's go all the way to, to present day here. Uh, sure. you've, you've built some partnerships. You've got this unbelievable uh, set of books and uh, certifications of your own. So tell me, in, in all of the, the stuff that you're doing right now, what would you say is the most important work you're doing for your clients? Well, that's a hard question <clears throat> to answer because I think to this day, I think certification is the most vital thing I do for companies. And when I build certification for companies or with companies, it changes it changes their world. In many ways, it it changes the trajectory of their company in a major way. Um, but on the other hand, Clientfolio, the software platform that I build for coaches, has significantly changed the coaching business. Uh, and the reason I say that is because most coaches uh, really are stuck with tools that are very hard to use, very expensive, and don't really focus on results. They focus more on admin. So sure, Clientfolio focuses on admin too, but more importantly, we have an entire suite of uh, of goal tracking and accountability systems built in 
that are super easy to use and really motivate clients to do the work and show up for coaches. Because look, at the end of the day, coaches need testimonials and testimonials are how we as coaches increase our fees and find a better class of client, right? Right. Right. I think it's so important. One of the uh, things I was talking about with a um, with a group just recently was don't ever hire a coach without an objective. You know, there's uh, bumped into a number of people. It's like, I need a coach. Why? Because I need a coach. It's, it's almost like someone told them they needed to have a coach and they have no idea why. And unfortunately, there are a lot of coaches that are like, great, that's work. You know, uh, maybe we can work on that. But uh, this whole thing of you can get two and three and 10 times the value out of a coaching relationship if you're really, really clear on what you're going after. Right. And and I love that aspect of how the software helps to to drive that, facilitate it, and then keep us accountable to it. Because even if you start with a clear objective, you know, you can you can bounce all over the place if you're not careful. And uh, so I, I love that aspect. Tell, tell me a little bit, like what drove you to to building that results focus? What, what were you seeing in the market that really made that make sense? Well, it's what I wasn't seeing in the market, to be honest. I mean, I had a, a very, very busy coaching business uh, and I was uh, really working way too hard. And I decided it was time to finally stop cobbling together the free stuff on the web, like, you know, like Google Docs and all that stuff and 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 really just find a platform that can support my business. So I spent five, six months trying out platforms and I was so disappointed uh, that I I didn't really care at that point whether the whether the software I was about to build was going to make money or not. I just needed it. Mm. So I hired a team of developers. I designed the system. I uh, I wireframed the screens and 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 built the flows inside the product and and hired them to build it. And as soon as they built it and I started using it, even in this very earliest stage, I was immediately saving two to three hours a week. Wow. And and so for me, that was a huge win, particularly when I knew those two or three hours could be dedicated to family or, or time with friends or more coaching business if that's what I chose to do. So it was a drive to improve what was out there. And when I did, one of the key elements of it was, well, why don't I make it really inexpensive so that any coach, even beginning coaches, can get the benefits of this. Yeah. And uh, in when it was released in 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 2021, that's exactly how I how I decided to market it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I want to jump to the first point you made there, uh, which was this idea of certification, because yeah. I think yeah, you know, there's a lot of certification that happens in the coach world, and and yeah, I think many people are kind of familiar with that at least. But the thing that I the, I found so remarkable was that. You're not just talking about coaches, right? TimeSlopes was a great example of this. You were a software company at the time, and you recognized the need to tell me the name of the certification you did at TimeSlips again. It was a TimeSlips Certified Consultant Program. Right. So fascinating, fascinating idea. So tell tell me a little bit about how a company that wouldn't traditionally think of itself as a certification company can leverage the power of certification not only for their top line but for their bottom line as well. Sure. Well, we had a very popular product and, um, you know, back then the product was published in with the DOS operating system. We had transitioned to Windows and then eventually to Mac. Uh, but the problem was is that there were a lot of people using it that were not technical. So they had tech support problems and we had free tech support and then we had paid tech support. But our, and then we had a room in the bottom floor of the building that we had leased and uh, it was filled with with computers and desks and phones and people doing tech support. 
Well, problem was is that um, you know there's some support that it just it takes a long time and the wait times were starting to climb up there and I was sort of looking for a solution. And and trust me, the solution was sell less was not sell less software. That was absolutely not the solution. Um, but then one day, um, an, I had an epiphany, and the epiphany was when a disgruntled customer called me up, uh, and they had spent ninety nine dollars for our software, uh, but were sh accusing us of having our software crash their computer, and they happened to be a significant person. They were uh, head of the Los Angeles uh, Bar Association Technical Leadership Program. And so they had a lot of visibility and a bad word from them might really impact the company. So finally, after no one could help them, I got on the phone with them and said, tell me what's going on. And I said to them, I'll have somebody there tomorrow. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. I just made that statement. Um, and then I was thinking to myself, well, I could fly out myself or I could have one of my tech support people fly out. And then I had this idea, why don't I call an existing customer who I know is very knowledgeable and they live in this area. So I did, I picked someone from the from our database, I called them up and I said, can I ask a favor? And they said, for you, Mitch, of course. What do you need? And I said, would you be able to go over and help this lady with her computers? This, something's going on there. I know it's not the software, but she's having problems. So it's now, remember, they're in California, I'm in Massachusetts at the time. and. Um, she goes over there and now I'm waiting. It's like nine o'clock at night and I'm waiting and waiting to find out what happened. Finally, she calls me back at home and um, I said, is everything okay? And she goes, oh, it's fantastic. It turned out great. It turns out that she didn't know how to use it and we did it and it's all, everything is working great. And she said, to, and then, you know what the best part was, Mitch? I said, what's that? She gave me a hundred dollar bill. And at that at the time, you know, I said, wow, that's, Anne, I'm so happy for you. She goes, and this was the phrase that changed my world. She said, and if you need anybody else, if you have anybody else in the area that has these types of problems, you let me know. I'll be happy to go out and help them. Wow. And like it like my brain exploded at that point. It was like, oh my God, what what happens if I had 10 of her? What happens if I had a hundred of her? What happens if I had 200, 300 ands all over the country willing to go out and help people with their software and charge money for that while they made a living and and of course it uh, we could make money doing it too. That's how the certification program started for Time Slips Corporation. Yeah, yeah, that's unreal. Uh, what a great story. So, just in in and, and this isn't fair, but just in a, a minute or two, uh, what are a couple more examples? Maybe not even full stories, but just a couple of examples that uh, of folks who have leveraged this in a in what I would I guess I would consider a non traditional way. Sure, uh, we had a real estate company uh, leverage this process and create uh, real estate trainers certified real estate trainers. Uh, we have an AI company now doing that with us as well. We have a, a Hollywood promotion company doing this with us now as well. We've had other software companies. We've had coaching companies. We've had uh, people with coaching and training processes do this too. So certification is really in a sense what you say it is. Yeah. Uh, but the most important thing and the reason that mine is different than I think everybody else's is because what we do is we build culture alongside of certification. So before a single person is ad admitted into the program, they understand and are indoctrinated into the culture of the company and of the program itself. And then the other part, which appeals to, of course, many CEOs, is that this is a multi-recurring revenue stream system. Yeah. So we don't just sell a certificate that you could put in an eight by 10 frame and, high and hang behind your Zoom window. This is actually a business model that makes you money every single month. 
And that's why for so many people, it's such a vital program and such a big contributor to the bottom line for them. Yeah. And and the genius of this, and again, I love it from the story that you shared. I, I don't want to overlook it, is that you took something that could have been a massive cost center for you, right? It's like either limit sales, nef, you know, non-starter, or increase expenses and and you know, adding and adding and adding tech support, folks. And instead, you turned that around to something that was now yet again another profit center. And if I remember correctly, added a million dollars to your bottom line. Exactly. Uh, in a year's time. So uh, anyone listening, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, look at those things that drive you crazy, right? Like that, those things are just sucking at the bottom line and, and think there's someone out there who loves solving that problem. And then go yeah, get a minimum, get Mitch's book, check him out, uh, call him, he'll, he'll get it done in, in no time at all. But uh, Mitch, I absolutely love that model. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, now, there's a question I like to ask all of my, my guests and uh, it's this. What would you say is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing you wish everybody listening today knew? Uh, nobody really cares about what you do. They only care about themselves and what results they get. So stop caring about how you look on Zoom or how you show up on social media. Focus in on what your true values are and stick to them. So many people vacillate between one set of values and another because they think that's what the market wants. And the market doesn't. The market wants the genuine you, whatever that is and however you show up. Uh, and if, if that's not working for you, then find your tribe and make sure that you are in sync with them. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, uh, and again, I love the second portion of that because you hear a lot of people say, stay true to your values. Uh, but if it's not a market fit, right? Th that's the point that you're making there is if it's not a market fit, there is a market for that. And, right. and go find it. Uh, 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 there's so much we could do on that, but for the sake of time, we're just going to leave that as a teaser for anyone. Mitch has a couple of great books on the topic, but uh, last thing here, last question for you, and then we'll make sure folks know how they can get in touch with you. And last question I have, I'm actually going to take off your coach hat for a moment, uh, put on your CEO hat again and talk to what's the next challenge look like for you and your business? And, and what's that growth look like on the other side of it, you think? Well, what I'm what I'm really focused on now is I continue to help people with certification. That is my core business. But Clientfolio is starting to take more center stage more than ever before. So I I built out a coach program to help coaches really scale their own business. And I, my third book called Coach Elevation talks more about the processes of coaching uh, than the software per se. And it's in the processes where the where I think the the value lies, because ultimately coaches, uh, as you may know, as a demographic, are basically broke. Most coaches uh, either have other jobs or have two or three jobs, and can't make a living as a coach, and that's a shame because you spend money on coach certification, you've trained yourself, you're passionate about what you do. Well, you need to make a living, and the way to do that is to have processes that you could put in place that. That, that systematically up-level you. And when you do that, you'll attract better clients, charge more money, and get better results. It's that simple. Yeah, it's so true. So get the one-two punch, uh, get the book, uh, and remind us of the title one more time. Coach Elevation. Coach Elevation, then check out Clientfolio. You will not regret it. Uh, Mitch, uh, for those who are listening and that they've just got to know more, more about the certification, even more about the software, where can they find you? Uh, best place is MitchRusso.com. Uh, that's my website, and it has all of my stuff on there. You could find find out more about the software, about certification, about my books, about my own podcast, and and the 550 blog articles that are residing there as well. 
I've been on the side as I was doing some research for the episode, and I can't tell you how much value there is on this. If you have not been to MitchRusso.com, you absolutely are missing out. Go check it out right away. Uh, We'll put it in the show notes so everyone can get to it. And Mitch, thank you so much for being here. What an honor and privilege to have you here. Uh, It was so exciting. Such a great set of stories there. There's something for everyone in this episode. And for those listening, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.